Microphones of Madness is part of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcasting Network. And we're going to prove it. And we're yes. going to prove it, yes. There we go, clicking the buttons for a change. Hey, everybody, Saturday night, Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney. Over here is Steve. Wildcard, bitches. <laughs> and always, we have Kim. Non-bespectacled Kim this evening. Yes. My All contacts right. are in tonight. Yes. Special and our special guest tonight is John Harimza of Legends of Tabletop. Hey, everybody. Talking about uh, the channel, the broadcasting network, gaming, all sorts of interesting and fun things. Mm -hmm. So, let's let's start with the the obvious question: Is uh, what what is what inspired Legends of Tabletop to come into being? Um, well, it's an interesting story. I guess we've touched on it before on, on our show. Uh, it all kind of spawned from the fact that I got divorced last year. <laughs> Um, I had started a personal blog and, uh, you know, just kind of something to keep my mind active and whatnot. And uh, I talked to Vince, who's, who's my, my co-host, who's unfortunately not here tonight. Um, traveling to do or something. He's on a writer's retreat this weekend, working on that second book. Yeah, I wish I could do that. That's just, oh. yeah. <laughs> it just sounds so pretty cool. So, uh, I'm in your closet, Kim. Yeah. <laughs> I, I talked to him about maybe, you know, putting together a second blog and, uh, you know, just doing some gaming-related things. I do a lot of crafts for the table games and stuff. And uh, he kind of pushed me and pushed me into, you know, going whole hog, as it were, and, you know, setting up a, a whole website and doing a whole thing and just kind of spawned from that. And, and you guys do, do primarily actual play or...? Uh, we do actual plays on Mondays. Uh, some of the games that we've played as a network, um, Adam Scott Glancy ran a, a game for us for Extra Life Charities. Uh, and then some of the games I'm co-opting from Nerdbound uh, was a podcast I used to be back on a couple of years ago. Uh, so I'm, I'm using some of those games as filler. And uh, we're playing a campaign of Star Frontiers with Oscar Rios. Uh, right on. Which, which kind of led us into this AP Mondays. Um you know, kind of fill up some space. And then we do interviews and, you know, we do game reviews and we started doing articles in the beginning, but it's really hard to keep up with that kind of stuff. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> that's, that's why we have Kim. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. She's our that's cat here. And they pay me well for it. She is, she is our lowest lane. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And okay, so so that was that was the origin of the channel. How did the network come into being? Uh, well, we're stupid, and um, you know, especially in the beginning, you know, like every couple of days, I'd be texting Vince or sending them a you know message or whatever, like, hey, I got another idea. We should do this thing too. And he's like, oh, okay, put it on the list. We'll you know we'll see what we could do. And uh, the network idea just sort of came out of that. We had um, Kurt from the MFG cast on the on the show talk about Extra Life. And, uh, you know, I'm on the, the Dragon Fisters podcast. Um, so, you know, we had some interactions with a couple of people. Uh, Wolf from Nerd Sauce, who I don't think he's doing too well health-wise at the moment. Um, so we haven't seen him around too much. We hope he gets he's feeling better. Uh, so just having some interactions with a couple of people, it just kind of spawned the idea of like, hey, well, why don't we just try to get everybody together 
and, you know, try to move the ball down the line, as it were, for everybody. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's all about the community. Uh, you know, it's not, you know, our ca- podcast is better than your podcast or, you know, listen to this one or that one. You know, we should, you know, get everybody together and, you know, try to promote everybody equally. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it occurs to me that actual play is a very niche market. I don't, you know, I don't know how many actual people, you know, uh, view tabletop RPGs or any type of tabletop gaming as a spectator sport. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's 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 always better to to share your audience and try, instead of trying to fight for the same people. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first started listening to podcasts back when. Um uh, D&D did that thing with the uh, Penny Penny Arcade guys. Mm-hmm. Shit, I was probably listening to 15, 18 podcasts regularly. Um, so it's it's usually, you know, I guess it can be. It depends on, you know, if you're limited on time or not. I mean, you know, I listen at work, so I had all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've parsed that down quite a bit <laughs> these days. I'm probably only listening to about, you know, five or six podcasts at this point. Uh, but you know my schedule is different, so it just doesn't afford me the same kind of time. Right. 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 And a lot of that's actual play. Um, Here, here's the big question: Do you listen to your own podcasts? Uh, I do because I have to edit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, yeah, ah, see, there's I, I the difference right there. <laughs> well, you we don't know the meaning of the word. Yeah. But for quite a while, I was listening to the Dragon Fisters, uh, even the sessions that I was in, because, you know, you kind of, you get in and you sort of reminisce a little bit, and you're like, oh, I remember that part or whatever. Um, you know, for, for interviews and things, uh, if, if we've had a guest on before, uh, I'll listen to the podcast again. Uh, you don't want to ask a lot of repetitive questions. We just had uh, Scott Hansen on again for the second time. Uh, so, you know, we asked, you know, more germane questions to the current Kickstarter and stuff, but you still kind of fall back into that, you know, just general gaming kind of stuff. So you want to, you know, try to make sure you're not beating dead horse. It's true. You have parasites again, Rodney. I see that. <laughs> I see that. That that one is spirit. I don't word, I don't know where mine is right now. It's probably a good thing, maybe a bad thing. <laughs> it's always a bad thing. Catch <laughs> yeah. the kids. If you don't know where they are, it's bad. What you need is a dog. I don't know where mine is, but yeah. <laughs> no, I read Fearless. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I don't have a prophecy. Me <laughs> neither. As far as I know, I'm cool. You're cool with the prophecy. <laughs> if my father had me prophesied, he never told me. Well, there are no, there are no <laughs> crocodiles or apes in Massachusetts anyway. There are. They're in the zoo. Oh, shit. Stay away from the zoo. <laughs> so, so what, what's, what's the... I guess, I guess you would say, what would be your the signature game of Legends of Tabletop? Um, we're, we're, I mean, we, we'll play, I, I play everything, uh, almost. Um, if, if I had to pick one game, if, you know, for me, it would just be D&D, and that's what I started with, um, so that, that's kind of my go-to. I haven't had the chance to play, too, it's kind of stupid, we're, uh, you know, a gaming podcast, and, and my play is very infrequent anymore. <laughs> now, 
uh, Star Frontiers is TSR, right? That's. Uh, yes. Are you playing the old school? Yes. AD and D rules. Yeah, we're we're using the Zebulon's Guide to the Galaxy is the is the one we're using. So it's it's the one I guess past the basic rule set. Uh, but but it's the conversion that has like the um, uh, it's got the table on. I forget what tell the not a conversion table. Wait, old school game with a table? You gotta be kidding! Me. Yeah, yeah, I forget what it is. You have column shifts and you know, so like a sword does three d ten, but like if you if you roll under your percentage, like you could get full damage or half damage, three quarters damage. There there's less rolling than there would be like in a game from today because it's right. all based on the chart. Right. So it's like the old uh, Marvel Universe. I guess I never played that before. Yeah, that one's all based on columns. Yeah, it's those old... I have have a player's handbook from that, from the first edition, but I don't have any of the other books where all the actual real charts are. Hmm. They organized things weird back then, too. (laughs) If you were a player, you didn't know what you had to roll to hit something. Mm-hmm. Because those charts weren't in the books you were allowed. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, I never put... Vince and, and uh, Oscar were geeking out about it when we had him on the podcast. And, um, you know, got Oscar's wheel spinning and he decided he wanted to run a game. Uh, so Vince knows what's going on. I'm just like, all right, I'm going to roll dice and you tell me what happens because I have no idea. What, which uh, which edition of D and D do you, do you normally play? I I was running. Well, Vince was running us in a fourth edition campaign. We played for shit. I don't know, like five years. Uh, we ran one campaign for maybe about three and a half, and then switched. He had an, another game he was running. I was running a fourth edition game here, and and I enjoy it. I mean, I you know it's it's very tactical. There's you know a lot of stuff going on. I enjoy it. I we're playing fifth edition on our on our forums right now. Uh, Jesse from the Dragon Fisters is running us through a fifth edition game. I play tested fifth edition a little bit. I, I like it, but I, I I'm not as familiar with it. I just haven't had a chance to really get into it. Yeah. I've run it with my kids, and that's about it. Yeah, fifth edition. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it's really it's not as complicated as third. Third is the one I normally play for hmm. 3.5 or whatever. Right. And it's not quite as it's not as complex. But it's not dumbed down. It's just a little bit smoother, I guess. Yeah, it's a different mechanic. Totally. Yeah. It's, uh, it's smooth. Just the way the characters develop is a little bit different. It's not completely different, but you could you could tell where where its parents came from, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> way to put it. Yeah, it, it's the nice thing about fifth is it it um, gives you more character stuff in the beginning, um, and, and you don't have to use the charts in the book. I mean, not you know come up with your own stuff, but okay. you know at least kind of gets you in the mindset of developing a character. Where you knowing some of the other editions, it's it's more just about the numbers. Right. I did notice that they, they want well that's a trend in a lot of, of, of the newer editions of games that are coming out. Uh, Call of Cthulhu Seventh Edition has a, a section on how to how to down for your characters, so it's more of a 
more just more fun to play, mm-hmm. really. But which is weird in Call of Cthulhu because you don't really expect that character to last very long. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're playing a one shot. <laughs> you want to get a uh, mm-hmm. attached to somebody who's gonna end up drooling in a basement somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's there's some uh, there's some adventures where the uh, the hit is not quite as bad. Depends on what you're what you're playing for, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's one of those it's one of those things that um, you don't want to get attached to the character. But if you're playing a longer game, usually what more than two sessions, you start getting attached because yeah. you actually mm-hmm. have to play that character. Right in situations, so that's right. So you have to kind of get to know what your character is all about. Right, and if you play your character well, then the other players are get attached to that character too. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it also, you know, it's nice that they they incorporate that into the rules these days. But really, that's dependent on the player itself. Oh sure. I mean, you could have people who don't really care. I just want to roll dice. And, Kill ogres and blah blah blah, and that's it. Right. And then you yeah. have people who want to be, you know, the guy who got kicked out of bard school for hitting a flatted fifth every time. <laughs> you know, you want to be that guy. You well, know, that, go ahead, go ahead, John. No, I was going to say. I mean, there's there's certain you know different different play styles. I mean, they'll you know the actor and the you know whatever the list is. So I mean, depending on you know your approach to the game, you you know you get all that mixed up at the table. Um, I still like just to roll and kill stuff. Like you know, it's it's a form of escapism. You know, you're getting to hang out, have a couple of beers with your friends, and Absolutely. you know just kind of tear some stuff up. But I but I have been getting more as I get older into the aspect of really just kind of getting into the character and you know doing a lot more you know role playing and and I credit with Jesse with some of that because we'll we'll play sessions where. We we might not even roll dice in three hours, and it and it's just completely just character driven story stuff. So I I've been enjoying that a lot more too. Yeah, there's there's nothing quite like the feeling where you end up having to break character to do something. <laughs> yeah. Every everybody's talking, everybody's so into character, and then all of a sudden, I'm gonna need a roll for that. Yeah. <laughs> A roll. <laughs> right. Some some people are really good at getting that in there with the flow of the story. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Glancy comes to mind, actually. Glancy does a good job with that. Mm-hmm. And then there's some people like me <laughs> <laughs> who will just be like, yeah, I'm going to need you to roll. <laughs> Or, no, or, if the, or if the player is so into character, sometimes you'll be like, yeah, that's a success. <laughs> right. <laughs> like the fastball special. Yeah. These guys uh, recreated a fastball special from, like, the X-Men hmm. in the middle of a fight against um, an evil wizard called nice. Kisulu. It was these two guys, not just the guys that play. It was these two guys that did <laughs> Yep, I, I I remember I sent I sent Kim a text message. What's your strength? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was like sixteen or seventeen or something. And I was just I, and 
I saw that and I was like, I know what he's gonna fucking do. I know what he's gonna do. And, and I was like, time, oh hell yeah. And by the time he actually said it, it was just like, yeah, I just rolled to see if you hit him. <laughs> I don't yeah. even <laughs> care about executing it. Just see if you can hit the guy. Yeah. Well, the other interesting thing too is if you get someone who's completely in a character like that and can, you know, give the motivating speech or whatever it is, you know, you almost have to make them roll beforehand because they can, you know, soliloquize beautifully and then, you know, roll a one. And it's like, yeah. all right, well, do you, you know, do you still fail? You know, if right. you can come up with with that great of a spiel. So sometimes it's a little bit better to roll on the front end. Be like, hey, this is what I want to do. Let me roll and see. Right. And if it doesn't, you know, you just take it the other way. You could always give them a bonus for making a great speech. That's true. That's true. Or a penalty. For making a bad speech. Making a shitty speech, <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> well, but then you get into the, you know, well, you know, I'm not actually the, you know, the character in the world. And if, you know, your guy's got, right. a, you know, an int of 18, you know, he should reason to be able to, to do the thing. Right. Oh, and especially if he has the skill so. involved to do it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you at least have to make the attempt. Yeah, I mean, it, or else it'd just be dice roll. Right, right. Yeah, I, that I always hated. It's like, okay, I want to tell the guy, talk my way into the door. Oh, make your make your persuade roll. I, you know, I always preferred it when somebody goes, yeah, you know, when they when they start. With the role playing, and and they at least try mm-hmm. to to put themselves in that situation and try to talk themselves into the door. Right. And like you said, you're not in the world. It's not the 1920s. It's not you know the prehistory of the Earth. It you're not a Sumerian warrior. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. Well, you are. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you know, you're you're not a, a private investigator in 1920s LA. You're not. <laughs> you're not an ex-military psychopath who stabs people with pens as soon as you see them. <laughs> we we hope. <laughs> we, we hope. Yes. But, yeah. So you're not going to be able to say exactly what they would say, but make an attempt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's always fun. Why else would you be doing this? Right, exactly. That's the point of role playing is to make yourself someone else. Mm-hmm. Now, see, and to see the works. A, a thought that I had, and this is this is something that we should think about setting up, is that we should actually do a legends game where we pick people from all the different shows in the network. We've been trying to set up, uh, you know, some sort of network games. Uh, I know Jesse posted something in the in the network thread there. He posted up a, a calendar. I forget what the hell the app is, but he posted up a calendar in there for people to pick some days. He was run, wanting to run some sort of a one-shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he had some stuff for, for review maybe. Um, yeah, but I, I would love to. I mean, we, we certainly need to get some more games because I, I have to fill that beast on Mondays, so... <laughs> Well, here's an idea, and I might have talked to you about this at Necro. It, w- it was either you or Vince, of running the same game 
but different aspects of that game with different groups. Hmm. And then um, after the, the initial part is over, you combine everything, and whatever group A did will affect the whole thing, as will whatever group B did. Right. So, Almost like a little mini-campaign. Yeah, kind of like, like uh, remember, um, it was at the second Resident Evil, where you played as two different people, and the stuff that the first person did affected what happened on your second go-through. So if you, took, if you took the ammo that was in the drawer, that ammo wasn't there for the second run-through. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. So stuff like that. So you'd be telling the same story from two different perspectives. Or even something like uh, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, where where you're playing in different time periods. Right. Just like something that is a little... It's innovative, it's still role-playing, but it's like kind of... Not fucking with the rules, but, you know... what. <laughs> Making it so what one group does affects the other and vice versa. Whether it's time or, you know, this group is in the mansion. It's like more here. like actual real life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You could even have uh, different groups going for the same goal, depending mm -hmm. on how they approach it. Maybe one group gets there before the other group. You know, so it's different games, but theoretically, you know, happening simultaneously. Exactly. Or, or different sides. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. You know, like, like for example, something like Masks of Nyarlathotep, where one one group is playing cultists trying to accomplish the goal, and the other group is playing who would be the normal heroes. Mm -hmm. Investigators. The, the investigators. And, of course, you know, and you would have to... In some ways, you would be listening back and forth. Well, the GMs would have to take notes with, from each yeah, other. The GMs would have to be... In collusion, yeah, more than the players because you could metagame the shit out of that. Right, yeah, <laughs> the players would have to be in the dark. Or well, here's actually something that's doable. You can even like each do it under your preferred um, rule set. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't have to be the same rule set, right? As long as it's consistent within itself. But you have like some Indiana Jones type scenario where you're trying to get the MacGuffin that is in the ancient temple or whatever, mm -hmm. and you're both coming at it from, from different sides. So you have the same goal, but one group one group is coming from, you know, corporate interests interest in Latin America, and the other is a paramilitary group trying to get the artifact for nefarious world domination or whatever. Yeah, but you would have to... Um you would have to be a little bit more consistent with the rule set because you couldn't have someone playing Call of Cthulhu trying to do this and then somebody playing Mutants and Masterminds. Trying mm, I, I, no, I mean like more more the, the mechanics rather than the, yeah. the actual setting. You, you know what setting would actually work well for this type of setting or scenario you're talking about? Savage Worlds. Savage Worlds, Delta Green. Delta Green would work well for that as... But And then what you would end up happening is, at the end of it, when they're both reaching close to the goal, you combine them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the, the big finale will be both groups trying to beat the other one out. It's definitely an interesting concept. A battle royale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Now we need somebody to work on that game. <laughs> yeah, shit. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I I was hoping to run, you know, uh, have somebody on a network run, you know, a handful of one shots, and if it's like once a month or, you mm -hmm. know, every other month or something like that, kind of fit it in, get the groups together. Uh, yeah, it's good for cross promotion, and you know, just for hanging out and screwing around. Right. I was just those are those definitely. are definitely ideas that that we can keep in the pot. Mm -hmm. It all comes down to having the having the time to do it. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. true. And speaking of time, we're we're down to the last five minutes. Okay. That Let me get this one quick, thing in. Let me get yeah, this one thing really quick. Okay. I did Go have ahead. a question set aside for us. Suppose one of our viewers or listeners would like to join Legends of Tabletop. What kind of benefit could they expect from that, and how could they go about joining Tabletop? Uh, I don't know if we put it up on the website or not, but we did come up with some guidelines for uh, podcasts that want to join the network. Um, I mean, you know, roughly it's sort of like an iTunes thing. Uh, you know, make sure that you've got, you know, five or so episodes. We want to see that someone's posting consistently. Uh, you know, we don't want anything that's, you know, racist, trollish. You know, we don't want that sort of an element represented. Um, uh, and the, the benefit would be, you know, just, you know, exposure on the network, um, you know, a helping hand, you know, for people getting started, you know, if it's somebody who's just getting started, um, you know, Twitter is great for that. I, you know, people contact me, ask me questions and things. Um, and you know, again, it's like, well, I can't tell you, you're not part of the network. It's like, Hey, fuck it, do it. If you want to do it, ask me like, you know, we do this and you know, you could try that. That's great. Um, you know, we you know we try to do cross things like this. You know, we have the meet the hosts segment that we do. Uh, you know, try to get in one of the hosts from each one of the podcasts and you know expose them to a new audience. Uh, yeah, so there's you know and and there's good you know good camaraderie. I mean, we've got really great people that are part of the network, um, and and it's just a pleasure to 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 be with everybody virtually, <laughs> uh, and sometimes in person. Uh, and yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Very cool. Yeah. Nice. So, and you know, uh, go, ahead, go ahead and uh, drop those links real quick. Yeah, I was going to say we'll put all that in the in the uh, show notes. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, it's it's uh, legendsoftabletop.com would be the main site. Uh, you could also find us on YouTube. Would be Legends of Tabletop there. Uh, Instagram, Tumblr, uh, Stitcher, uh, you name it, we're probably there. <laughs> Are you on Grinder? Uh, no, actually. <laughs> Not on Tinder. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we're, we're, we're making the rounds. We're trying to, we don't have a Reddit, uh, just because I don't have the time to devote to anything else at this point. Um, I know that would be some pretty good exposure, but I, I'm, I'm just maxed out at this point with all the things that I'm already juggling, so... Trust me, I understand that. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, so pretty much any social media site. Uh, pretty much. Safer, Grinder, <laughs> and Tender. <laughs> you can look them up, Legends of Tabletop. Thanks for being with us, John. Hey, thanks for thanks having us. Um, and we're going to go through, let's see, Monday. We're doing a surprise one-shot with Wes. Yeah, James and I could not make it to Monday Night Heroes this week, so there will be a surprise one-shot. Even if we don't know what it is. It's Dirty World. 
Oh. It's, it's probably going to be won by Wes. Yeah, I think it's a, a noir game, not Ooh. what you would think Wes would be running with something called the Dirty <laughs> World. Speaking of grind, I added my suspicions. <laughs> Wes, Wes running noir? <laughs> Shock. I know, it's, it's going to be... Maybe he said Dirty World. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hours of Twin Peaks. <laughs> it's going to be Twin Peaks, the role-playing game. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be uh, Monday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And then Friday, we are back to Friday Fungi. James, Kim, and the gang will be there to cause more havoc and chaos. Yay! Uh, as Shadows of Yogg-Sothoth in the naughty 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and we'll be back again next Saturday at uh, 9.30 p.m. for the final installment of our read-through of Key Conga, the anthology. I'm going to miss Key Conga. I'm going to yeah. miss Key Conga, too, especially after uh, Ojitade sent you that message that he was just yeah. laughing his ass off. Yeah, Ojitade did. <laughs> yeah, he liked our breakdown of Fearless. I thought he was... I thought we were doomed. <laughs> <laughs> so, until next we meet, say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. See ya.